Shady, stop me if you heard this one. A masked killer hunts teens in the woods, wielding any weapon he could to kill them, and then he goes to space? Huh. Also, what happened to Gordon? Today's movies, Friday the 13th franchise. It's <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> sorry what what did happen to gordon no what happened what happened to muffin that's the real question alive we see Maybe. her at the end that was a fake out ending though oh it was mm-hmm. but gordon jumps out of a window and then is never seen from again not <laughs> even in a fake out yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another two-episode arc of Movie Deja Boo, a podcast that answers the question, didn't I see this somewhere? From two scary movie aficionados. <laughs> I am the random victim added in post-production, John. And with me is my co-host Shady, who gave Jason his machete again, and again, and again, and again, again. It can't work every time, John. <laughs> Shady, how yes. are you? <laughs> I am so good, despite my brain having been partially damaged from binging all of these movies. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> yes, there are 11 <laughs> of them. There's so many of them. I do watch these movies a lot. I have seen each of these movies minimum four times before we did this, but I've never watched them back to back to back to back like this. And you hate yourself a little bit, don't you? A little bit. A little bit. But also, I love myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, we're talking about all 11 movies in the Friday the 13th franchise we're not including Jason at, um, nope. <laughs> we're not including Freddy versus Jason because we're going to do that later. Woo! You're in a five episode arc right now. We're going to oh talk about Friday the 13th for two episodes. We're going to do Nightmare on Elm Street for two episodes. And then by some force of miracle, we're going to talk <laughs> about Freddy versus Jason Compare the franchises together. Roar. <laughs> that was good sound effects for all of that. Ultimate Smackdown. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we start with a movie we've done already on the podcast. Friday the 13th came out in 1980. It's written by Victor Miller and directed by Sean S. Cunningham. One year later, we have Friday the 13th Part 2, Written by Ron Kurz and directed by Steve Miner. And then a year after that, in 1982, we have Friday the 13th, Part 3. It is written by... Oh, fucking A. Why did I do this again? It is written (laughs) by Martin Kittrasser and Carol Watson and directed by, again, Steve Miner. In 1984, we have Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, which is a... Very fun title for a part four in an 11-part series. Uh, 
<laughs> with a screenplay by Barney Cohen, a story from Bruce Hedeni Sakau. Uh, my apologies if I uh, pronounce that incorrectly. Welcome and directed by, <laughs> what's that? Welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> uh, directed by Joseph Zito. And then in 1985 comes Friday the 13th, a new beginning because, hey, they wanted more money. <laughs> so they figured it out. Um, story by, uh, again, Martin Kittrasser, but now with David Cohen. Screenplay by Martin Kittrasser, David Cohen, and Danny Steinman. And it's directed by Danny Steinman. 1986 brings us Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives, written by Tom McLaughlin and directed by Tom McLaughlin. And then, so you've, you've noticed a pattern, right? Every mm-hmm. year, new movie. This <laughs> yep. one is two years later. So in 1988, which we find is a good year, by the way. <laughs> no bias. <laughs> no biasness, but this is a very good year. Um, <laughs> We have Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. It's written by Daryl Haney and Manuel Fidello. Sorry. And it's directed (laughs) by John Carl Beechler. Beckler? Beechler. I think Beechler. It sounds like they say Beechler in the documentary. Yeah, that's what I heard. And then in 1989, not as good a year as 1988. Nope, not a good year. No. Uh, We get Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan, or as I like to call it, Jason takes a boat ride. (laughs) I'm on a boat! (laughs) (laughs) Written by Rob Hedden and directed by Rob Hedden. And then, ooh, we jump. Woo! The 1993, and Jason goes to hell. The final Friday? Story by Jay Hughley and Adam Marcus. Uh, screenplay by Dean Laurie and Jay Hughley. And it's directed by Adam Marcus. And then, wait, we don't have a year for this. It's 2000, right? 2001. 2001, okay. It says it right there. Oh. It says it there. It says it there. Oh, I might be looking at the old one then because it doesn't say it on here. Son of a bitch, sorry. It's okay. No, that's my fault. I picked the wrong one. Whatever. In 2001, we get Jason X, written by Todd Farmer and directed by Jim Isaac. <laughs> I saw that one in theaters, <laughs> and, I love, <laughs> and I still love it. <laughs> it is uh, the best of the, I'll the, best say, of, best the, the lower the lower tier. I don't want to say the bottom tier. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Friday the 13th. Whoa. The reboot. Boot? Make? Boot? Make? Questionable. I'm going to call it a remake because it uses a lot of the same plot points as part two. Mm, Two through four. Yeah, yeah. And Uh, I mean, in the prologue to that one is also the original Friday the 13th, but just the ending. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You have the story by Damien Shannon, Mark Swift, and Mark Wheaton. Screenplay by Damien Shannon and Mark Swift and directed by Marcus Nespal. Yep. Um, And just in the interest of getting all of the story and writing credits correct, all of these also are credited based on the characters by Victor Miller. For the most part. Yeah. Just to get that out there officially. (laughs) 
okay, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's a lot of movies. That's a lot of, we have a lot of movies to cover. Granted, you once you do them back to back, you're like, uh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you watch the documentaries. There's multiples of them. Yeah, the only one I watched was Crystal Lake Memories, which is also like eight hours long. Yes. (laughs) I watched watched that one. And then I also watched another one called His Name is Jason, 30 Mm -hmm. Years of Friday the 13th, which Crystal Lake Memories, I feel like they took some of the, either the book was being written at the same time or they were recording both of them, some something happened but it looked like they used a lot of same footage in both documentaries of the interviewers Hmm. that's Hmm. just my notice (laughs) yeah i didn't i didn't watch the the jason one i only watched crystal lake memories it's pretty good pretty interesting it's very interesting if you like these movies you should definitely give it a watch it's also eight hours long so keep that in mind yeah (laughs) But you could easily pause it and pick it back up a day later. Yeah, because each set, each movie is what, like 20 to 30 minutes? Yeah, about that. Maybe okay. a little longer. Maybe the first one's a little longer because it's the first one, but... Right. And then the second one, because that's the first one where Jason's the killer. Spoiler alert for the first one. Oh. <laughs> but also reverse not spoiler alert, because in the first one, there was never a suggestion it was Jason anyway. Right. It's just what people think if they know the series but haven't actually seen it. And if you've seen Scream already, you know the goddamn <laughs> answer. <laughs> yes. We hope you've seen these movies by now. Yeah. <laughs> They've also been parodied to hell and back at this point. So you yes. can sort of just... Unless you know. you're a baby listening to us, you have no excuse. <laughs> right. So... Oh no, my, my notes are too big for this one. <laughs> um, let me just say, 11 movies, I took 40 pages of notes. Wow. I will um, be posting a boomerang on our socials of me flipping through all those because it's hilarious. Jesus. But, I um, just did my notes in my phone on my notes app and I only filled up two documents. So our, <laughs> our note taking styles are a little bit different. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to forget anything, especially, you know, when Jason stabs somebody in the dick with a harpoon. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Also, what did happen to Gordon? <laughs> what happened to Gordon? What happened to Muffin? That one's a trip. What happened to Paul? Oh, there's something. Better yet. <laughs> yeah, there's something they give like an official body count in, I want to say, part four that doesn't work if Paul survives. Well, so if we go by uh, one offhand remark in the fourth movie, Paul is dead. Really? I didn't even take note of that. Yeah, it's uh, some random thing that I saw on like a fan site. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm not going to go back and verify that. I took note of all the deaths, but let's uh, jump back a little bit. Let's talk about plot, because they all basically have the same plot. (laughs) They do. I will make an argument that Final Friday is the only one that has a different plot. Which one was that? That's that's part nine. Part nine. Because it's a possession and body hopping plot. 
Yes. Sorry, you called it a different name than what I know it by. And I'm like, <laughs> Final Friday? Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to hell. <laughs> yeah. Got, yeah. Yeah. I'll agree it's with still, you on that one. But it's still a slasher, so it still follows the slasher formula. So and in this, a grander sense, it's the same. They follow a few of these points that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. That they also talk about, and his name is Jason. They, they <laughs> lay it all out for you. Yeah. So you have teens are going to a secluded place in the woods. Yeah? Yeah. For the most part. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. on Jason X, they, they're in space. They're on a spaceship. <laughs> right. It's a variation of it. And then, like you said, Jason goes to hell. It's um, not that. And even yeah. Jason on a boat. Yeah. It's still like the same basic idea of they're in a place where they're isolated from the rest of society, though. And they're contained in a way. Right. So in a spiritual sense, it's the same thing. It's just in the actual details, it's different. And some of them, you get a warning about them going to their specific location. Mm -hmm. Crazy Ralph. Crazy Ralph in one and two. One and two. The teens get knocked off one by one, secretly, somehow. (laughs) I mean, when Jason comes to play, he's played by men who are, like, over six feet tall. (laughs) And are, like, a good 200-something pounds. Right. I think Kane Hodder actually is the shortest of them, and he's still, like, a huge hulking dude. Kane Hodder is 6'3". The shortest one is Tom Morga in five. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. I take that. That I could find. I don't know about War- about Warrington Gillette and Steve, D- and Steve Dash for four, for two, I mean. Mm-hmm. And then the tallest is the reboot, Derek Mears. Oh, I love Derek Mears. Just isolated from this franchise. Awesome. Yeah. And he's 6'5". So yeah. climb that mountain. Climb every I, mountain. I, who, I don't <laughs> want to climb every mountain, but I would certainly climb that mountain. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> teens get secretly killed somehow. Um, mm. And then there's a party, usually followed by sex scenes and nudity and stuff like that, which is also intermingling with them getting killed somehow. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then we're down to a small small group of survivors and they realize that people are missing and they go look for them and they accidentally run into the killer and whatever weapon that the killer has there's um, usually a whole sequence where they're running and they run into a bunch of dead bodies of the people yes. who've previously been killed like that well, is a hallmark of the franchise but also it, slashers in general it's usually when the group is whittled down to i want to say three at most Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the first one, Alice is the only one that it happens to. But in five, you have Tommy, Pam, and Reggie are still alive. And they're the one. And Pam and Reggie are really the ones that find the bodies. Tommy Jarvis just shows up and he's like, red herring. (laughs) Outside of being a red herring, his his involvement in that movie is pretty um, weird. I feel like especially considering he's the only character outside of the Voorheeses themselves. He's the only character who shows up in more than two movies. And the only other one who shows up in two movies is Alice and she dies right away in the second one. 
So like, it's weird that he is the closest thing we have to a recurring hero. And then in the middle chapter of his saga, for lack of a better word, he's just kind of like, I'm here. So you think I'm the killer, even though I'm it's a, obviously this other guy. I'm a red herring, but surprise, <laughs> it's this one person you met in one scene. Who was given like an amazing sinister focus in that one scene and then you don't see him again so hmm, i wonder who it could be the final girls because sometimes there's multiples yes sometimes there's a boy who survives with them i'm using it as the term okay not necessarily the gender the final person <laughs> battle the killer, and then there's a final jump scare at the end to keep the franchise alive, or uh, slash also an ambiguous ending. The final girl battles moments. I took the times on them. Okay, I know, I know. Part three has to be the longest one, at least in the most traditional sense. That one has to be the longest because that uh, takes forever. That one was 11 minutes and 37 seconds. That's like a third of the movie. It's well, like a third of the movie. It's a decent chunk of the movie, though. Well, depends on when you want to start it for part eight, because they, I took three different times for that. Okay. In part eight, you know, it's with Rennie, and they're, the first two are when they're in New York, and another one is the first contact, because okay. then she starts fighting with him. So, after the sanitation worker is murdered in the sewers, you mm-hmm. have three minutes and 55 seconds is that fight. However, earlier, Rennie hits Jason with a car. So, if you want to start the clock there, that's 20 minutes and 11 seconds. But she has first contact with him when he reaches through her little window on the boat. And that is... And that is 39 minutes and 36 seconds. So I don't know how would, you want to count it. I would be inclined to start it, um, that second one you said, when she hits him with the car. When she hits him with the car? Because that's when it's like, all right, there's nothing left to do. It's, you know, if you start it with first contact, there's still a lot of, like, other kills that happen. That's between true. Between that and the, the real climax. I mean, there's also still other kills that happen, but, like, that's the one where she's actively trying to kill him. Right. But, and, like, those other kills happen as, like, a consequence, too, of her trying to actively confront Jason. However, which one do you think is the shortest? Oh, the shortest one. That I took. I mean, obviously, I could right. be wrong in this, <laughs> but according to my numbers, which one do you think is the shortest? Part four? No. Okay. I counted part four as 10 minutes and 52 seconds. It's like average. Yeah. Um, the shortest goes to Jason goes to hell. Oh, yeah. Because the final battle when Jason comes back is four minutes and 55 seconds. The next shortest is Jason lives. Yeah. At six minutes and 23 seconds. Yeah. I didn't I, think it was Jason lives, but yeah, that one's short. Oh, wait, no, sorry. So in the reboot, I also had other questions because I took two times as well. (laughs) You have either Whitney kicks Jason in 
the school bus? Yeah. When they're in the school bus, she kicks him, and then they finally murder him through the... Uh, fuck, so many, so many movies. I forget how he dies in this one. He dies in... Oh, what's wood that? chipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood chipper. That's four minutes and 58 seconds, so it's really close. Mm-hmm. However, if you want to count it from when Jason realizes Whitney is missing, it's seven minutes and 51 seconds. I would be inclined. I would basically be inclined to start it in any movie when it gets to the point where there's no other major plot point except either kill this guy or get the fuck out. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay, so that one would probably be when he realizes Whitney is missing because yeah. then um, there because is another... There, that's when it's the three of them. Right. And the innocent girl. <laughs> Danielle Panabaker. I yes. can't even remember the character's name. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Danielle Panabaker. She does get killed in that sequence, but it's like as a consequence, it, it's all part of the actual chase that's happening. Yeah, so... It's not like Jason went on a side quest and then came back. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on one second, twins. <laughs> I'll be right back. I gotta go kill this lady. <laughs> um, but I think we talked about this in our, oh God, third episode? Yeah. Yes, Friday the 13th versus Sleepaway Camp. I think we talked about it in that episode where this franchise like created the quote unquote rules for slashers. Well, not created, they solidified Co- codified. it. Yeah, it codified everything because... And though they've admitted it themselves, the original Friday the 13th was straight up a ripoff of Halloween. We've discussed that in our previous episode too. But um, because Halloween was still, I don't even want to say it was the first North American slasher movie because technically Black Christmas is, but Halloween is the one that gets copied more. Friday the 13th though, having copied it and set these specific rules into place, that's really where it takes off. Because Halloween was just doing what made sense for the script. Friday the 13th did it because they were like, no, this is how you make a slasher movie now. So that's where the term like final girl comes in. And why I mentioned sex, because you want to feel like the victims are getting their just desserts in a way. That that there's almost a, a moral imperative to kill these people off. Whereas your survivor is typically, but not always, typically the virginal good girl who doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs. And she probably like studies a lot. She studies (laughs) so much. I'm looking at my list and Tommy Jarvis is really the, oh no, part nine. I was going to say Tommy Jarvis was really the only boy that survived. Mm -hmm. Well, and Reggie. But Reggie is also a child, so that does change the dynamic a little bit. Yes, because the motivation of the killer is different once Jason shows up. Because after a while, it's just like, kill the people. He just, he kills because he doesn't know what else to do. We can exclude part nine in a lot of this too, and a lot of these similarities. Because like you said, it's a possession movie. Yeah, and it is most of the victims in that one are also grown adults, and it's in a town, so they're not necessarily secluded from each other like they are in the woods or on a space station or on a boat. And that one, I wrote down that technically is a final girl battle the whole movie. 
because because yeah. okay. she she's aware of him the whole time she's aware of him the whole time and they try to fight him off multiple times right it also is the one that has the most body count that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting when you do the body count you have to separate it in a way because you have body count by the killer or mm-hmm. body count by other people <laughs> yeah <laughs> because obviously they kill the killer at the end right you got a innocent girl has to go through this journey to not be so meek and coy i was about to say coy it's quite a good word yeah like passive passive she's blossoming into womanhood yeah so she's got to kill the bad guy or girl woman <laughs> But in one uh, of them. <laughs> huh? In one of them, yeah. <laughs> in one of them. In the first one. But starting in number five, you have other people murdering other people within the story that is not the killer. And that is right. the first time that happens. Right. I was going to say, like, straight up murder, because technically in the first one, you do see flashbacks of Jason's death, but that was due to negligence. That wasn't due to outright murder. And granted, in the first one, they did kill a snake. They did. That was a real snake. A that real wasn't snake. scripted. Uh, you were allowed to do that in 1980. Surprise! <laughs> but yeah, you have the fifth one um, is the catalyst. Mm-hmm. Is what's his name? Let me go through my 40 pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should have Hold done on. better while talking about anything. this. Not Shelly. Shelly is the doofus in the other movie. Joey? Uh, it's Joey, and then Victor is the one who murders him with an axe. Oh, I would have loved to have seen, like, Victor's death or something. Right? It just goes away. Yeah, we don't even... I mean, we can presume he goes to jail because a lot of people witnessed him pick up an axe and dig it into this kid's, like, <laughs> body. <laughs> but, like, we don't even get confirmation that he's in jail. And then um, he just disappears. And then in the new blood, you have Tina murdering her own dad, kind of. Kind of? No, yeah. she murders him. She does. It's by accident. She <laughs> doesn't know her own power. Surprise. She's a telekinetic. <laughs> it's, they wanted to do Carrie versus Jason. So they just made it Tina, who is obviously not Carrie White. Not Carrie White. <laughs> Not at all. And then Jason on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) You have to call it that. You have to call it that. They spend like 20 minutes tops in Manhattan. Oh, I also have that. I have that written down. And also almost none of it is actually Manhattan, but that's par for the course with movies anyway. I don't have that written down. Okay. So... (laughs) Manhattan is 30 minutes and 47 seconds. But only about four minutes, I believe, is actually in Manhattan. The rest of it is Toronto. Manhattan. <laughs> Movie right. Manhattan. Is, yes. Yes. Because, oh, there's so many. Oh, God. My notes are so crazy. Uh. Yeah, no, but isn't the teacher technically responsible for, the mean teacher is technically responsible for the nice teacher's death? But also, yes. Rennie, Rennie is, too, because she actually crashed the car. 
I didn't count that one, actually. Oh, I okay. should have. The one that I counted was Little Person Called Crew Member. Oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that pivotal character. Who Wayne shoots him <laughs> in the chat. Uh, Wayne shoots him accidentally because he loses his glasses. It pays to take these notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, funny enough, Wayne, the character that the actor who plays Wayne in the future goes on to play a sheriff in Riverdale. Surprise! Hmm. Really, this is a Riverdale podcast. And we're just <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is going to be renamed Six Degrees of Riverdale. Six Degrees of Riverdale. I am ready for that. Yeah, but also this episode also doubles as the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon episode. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Hey. I see what you did there. Um, um, excluding the re- the remake, because they do use more experienced actors in the remake than they did in the originals. Is Kevin Bacon the biggest star to come from these movies, or do you think Corey Feldman is? Ooh, I wouldn't say they're tied, but I okay. feel like Kevin Bacon is taken more seriously. I, I would say he's more successful because he does still have a career that's well-respected, whereas Corey Feldman... Is now a joke. Kind right, of. which, yeah, which is very unfortunate because from what I understand, he had a lot of the same issues that a lot of child stars go through, and it's not his fault. His part in the documentary was very fascinating because he was supposed to come back for part five. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, and then Steven Spielberg <laughs> cast me in a sh- little known movie known as The Goonies. And I was like, we get it. <laughs> you were, you were okay, right. okay. Brag about it, sir. Right. Humble brag. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I, I should count. Jason on a Boat has three people killed by other people because I didn't, I forgot about, I forgot about Nice Teacher Lady. Yeah, that one's kind of, it's sort of an accidental death, but you can stretch it to say that Rennie and Mean Teacher Man are also responsible for her death. Damn it, Rennie. Rennie? Um, All right. No offense to the, I actually think the actress who plays her is really good in the movie, but Rennie sucks as a character. character. Yes. By far the worst final girl. Uh, And then Jason goes to hell. There's this one scene that happens. (laughs) <laughs> in the diner where which jason is this i have to flip my notes so if you hear paper wrestling i'm not sorry but i <laughs> took all these notes for a reason is it i when, just love the diner scene <laughs> it's when what's her butt gets punched in the face and that's how she dies joey joey gets elbowed in the face yes but before, oh yeah so but also she's she's also married to leslie jordan and i just amazing. we need to appreciate that for a second and it and the roles were reversed yes his name his character's name is shelby and hers yeah. is joey and he was supposed to play joey and she was supposed to play shelby and then they swapped them and it works better in my opinion <laughs> but in it you have that character, Vicky. The waitress? The waitress. Yeah. She, does she kill a patron? A random patron? It's extremely poorly lit. So <laughs> there's, there's no way to know. It's impossible to know. 
And then in Jason X, you have characters committing suicide. Yes. Well, one of them is done heroically. Heroically. Yeah. Um, the other one is done on accident. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, what was her name? Kinsa. Uh, Kinsa. That's the one. Kinsa um, did it on accident. She was terrified. Right. And she when, was trying to stage an escape, which, like, also was, like, selfish, though, because everybody was supposed to be escaping the same way, and she fucked it up for all of them. Ruined it for she everyone it. involved, Kinsa. Way um, to go. But Wayland, <laughs> Waylander yeah, he, was already, like, dying. And he was like, I'm not going to make it, guys, but he's with me, and I'm going to blow the bridge up. Bye! <laughs> yeah. So his was actually heroic and helped people. And then I counted Jason twice because there's old Jason and then there's Uber Jason. Uber, very important to note, he is not called Jason X. People get mad at you if you do that. It's because the, it's supposed to be mo- the 10th movie. Right. The X movie, is the Roman numeral. Right. The movie is Jason X. The character is Uber Jason. Uber Jason. <laughs> and then in um, Friday the 13th, you have both Voorheeses die. Yes. In, in the remake, you mean? Yes. Okay. <laughs> should have been a little more clear with that one. I mean, technically in the first one, too, one of them dies and one of them is presumed dead for the entire movie. There you go. <laughs> so you technically weren't wrong either way. Did I mention how many people died in nine? I don't remember. It was 28. 28 people 28 died. 28 people died. The first one had nine. <laughs> well, the one that's a big question mark for me anyway is Jason on a boat. Because they <laughs> never, we presume that everyone who was on the boat ends up dead unless they're part of that rowboat that made it to Manhattan. But we're never actually given any evidence how many people were on the boat. It's supposed to be a graduating class. So presumably dozens, if not hundreds. I mean, we, we yeah, don't you see, see almost, we don't see more than like 20 people. You see the, um, all the extras at one point and you're like, yeah. where are you guys? <laughs> right. The boat is not large enough for them to just disappear. I mean, I know it's like Riverdale where you want to focus on a small group of people, but like, where are all those extras? If you remember though, in Crystal Lake Memories, apparently there were scenes of him murdering other extras when yeah. they cut them. Yeah. Although you have the random student who has a towel on his face in the sauna getting rock getting the uh, hot rocks <laughs> on his chest. Like <laughs> what? Um you never they- see his face. You never <laughs> hear his name. He has lines. Right. But he, he's not even credited at all. Nope. There's no there's no, not the actor is not credited. Nope. <laughs> so just, I'm just like, what is the scene? It's like a scene that they spliced in from an entirely different production and then just never acknowledged again or something. It's well, very, very bizarre. They did that too with uh, six. Yeah, six. Six and, ooh, wait, yeah, no, six, I think only, where they added random people. Oh, yeah, to, like, beef up the, uh, the body, body count. count. But, like, at least in six, those people are established before, like, Jason just kills them. No, I'm thinking of the random anniversary couple. They were added 
Right, but like they still at least get like a we're we're celebrating our anniversary. It's like not great. <laughs> it's not great. But at least there's like, okay, this is why this couple is out here doing this thing all by themselves. I still don't understand the sauna guy. And which one has the it's showtime girl? Is that six or is that five? That is five. It's showtime. It's showtime. You're my tits. Boobies. Boobies. All of the... Oh, that's right. It is five. Because six is the one that doesn't have boobies. Right. Six is the most titty-free movie. And then I think the first one has, like, just, like, a smidgen of titties. Like, it doesn't it doesn't go, like, full nudity. Full the, nudity until the second yeah, one. Right. And that's when you start seeing titties all over the place. Um, it's interesting watching that documentary, going back to it, because... Mm-hmm. You hear about how the MPAA was a dick to almost all of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't mention anything, and I didn't see anything about one, two, and the reboot, but the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, no, these movies were cut down a lot. Um, I, seven, I think, I think, is the worst. Uh, yeah, from what I understand, Seven got it absolutely the worst. Like, it had some of the gnarliest death scenes, and then if you watch these final cuts, it's kind of the softest of all of them probably and then in nine they played games with the mpaa being like we're gonna do a theatrical cut and a director's cut so i think (laughs) i i think i watched the director's cut yeah so they're a little like weird (laughs) that movie was a little weird that movie is extremely weird Maybe the like, next episode we just talk about that movie because I'm still, I have questions. Yeah, no, it is definitely the one that sticks out the most. And consider this, it's not the one that takes place in space. No. And it's no. still the one that sticks out the most. It's the, it's the one that you're like, why does he eat the heart? <laughs> what, who, who, who possessed him to do that? What is Creighton Dupe's whole deal? What is Creighton Dupe? By the way, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. He, which movie was he in again? <laughs> he was in, I gotta look it up. Hold on. Oh, he was in 22 Jump Street. Or 21 yes, Jump yes, Street. Yes. 21 Jump Street. I told you guys to remember that name. Boom, boom, boom. I hope you did. <laughs> do, do, do. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we talked about that one. <laughs> it's been a few months, Shady. Yes. Months. Get it right. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, god so, Creighton Duke who is he why does he know so much about Jason why does he know so much about like the body hopping rules who where did he come from <laughs> why does he wear it why is he uh an, like an outlaw yeah is I he mean, Shane <gasps> is he <gasps> Shane just to Whoa. bring another movie into the <laughs> From a previous episode. From a previous episode. <laughs> is he Shane? Or is he Eurovision Song Contest? Story of Fires. He's Christian Grey. He's Christian Grey. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, run! 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 That's run scarier than life. Jason! Or is he Regina George? No, Regina George. Does he turn into Regina George later, I should say? <laughs> His niece is Regina George, actually. <gasps> I would buy uh, that. 
No, but going back to Friday the 13th, um, does it Which not... Creighton Duke, um, Jason Goes to Hell. Does it not make a little bit more sense if Creighton Duke is a now fully adult version of Tommy Jarvis instead? Like, so that he would actually have some sort of personal connection to Jason Voorhees? Yeah. Instead of just being like, I know these things. Well, reading trivia about it and hearing from the whichever documentary. I think it was Crystal Lake Memories. Probably, because that's a long one. He he did have a backstory that was in the original script, and then they're like, nope, time. Right. (laughs) But like, given all that, does it still not make sense to make it a character who's we've seen in a movie before? Like, it could be Reggie. It could be an adult Reggie. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. Right? And then you could have kept the same actor and you could have kept that characterization because it, if it was Tommy Jarvis, you'd have to rewrite the character. But it could still be Reggie. And this is supposed to take place because well, starting with part seven, they all actually take place in the future from that point on. I have that written down and I wanted to talk about, I do want to talk about that, but I feel like you would have to, you can't do it with the same actor given when this movie is supposed to take place, when it actually took place, and how old the actor was at the time. Because in 1985... All right, well... Life has hardened him, John. But in (laughs) eight years, he wouldn't have transformed into a 40-year-old man. No, he did, because he's haunted every night by Jason Voorhees. Shady. I'm just saying you like it just it would make so much more sense if it was a character we've actually seen in the franchise before. Yeah. Yeah, I could see, but I would I I wouldn't mind it if it if it was like a 20-year-old playing Reggie. Right. That would have made I mean, sense. That, and then, that would have made the most sense. But how does he know all about the demony stuff then? He's been studying it since he was a small child in that home for troubled children, <laughs> troubled youths. And then he found the, ne- necroma- the necronomicon. necronomicon. Yeah, well, maybe, because you could also maybe just like retroactively change the whole Roy Bur- Burns story where he was also possessed by some sort of demonic force which made him act like Jason Voorhees. I hate you so... It's not perfect. It's still a shit movie, but at least (laughs) it's a shit movie that makes sense with a previous shit movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love most of the movies in this franchise, but five and nine are definitely lower tier, in my opinion. Lower tier? Yeah. Well, we'll... we'll, uh... We'll rate them <laughs> we'll, next we'll episode. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll rate them next episode, like what we did on on um, Final Destination episode. But I don't understand how Jason X only had a cup cut out a couple of seconds worth of material, and then New Blood had to like cut out almost everything. I mean. The MPAA was always wild and unruly, and I don't understand them, but they were especially unruly in the 1980s. I think it, like, maybe it's just a Reagan thing. Ooh. Yeah, let's blame Reaganomics. Yeah. Fuck you, Ronald Reagan, you dead person. (laughs) 
Fuck you up the ass. <laughs> He's dead. Um, no, I think uh, I think a lot of it was just um, culture in general. Really, was a lot more conservative in the eighties. But there's also still part of me wants them to remake it now. Right. I mean, I know there are there is. Um, a cut, an unfinished cut with um, a lot of the scenes kept mostly intact, but it's not very good because it wasn't, you know, edited properly. It wasn't finished properly. Right. But I would, I would love somebody to has to have the original script somewhere. Right. Somebody's got to have like the storyboards or something at least. Well, it doesn't need the storyboards. You just need the original script and then somebody's new vision can come in and Right, but even the storyboards would be, if you didn't have the script, the storyboards would still be really instructive and, like, actually show you what it's supposed to look like. And maybe fix the dialogue because it's awful. (laughs) Maybe cast two leading actors who don't hate each other? Yeah. (laughs) Did you know? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, he was gay that was this was the this was the movie that was known as like this is fry gay the 13th. fry gay the 13th yeah because yeah. a lot so, of the actors male actors well what of the people cast in it were of the homosexual persuasion <laughs> yes um uh but they also beyond just him being gay and therefore not being attracted to her and her being married at the time and not being attracted to anyone else they also just did not get along And when they were pitching scripts for part eight, what would eventually become Jason Goes on a Boat, both of those actors had turned in their own scripts for it that hers featured the continuing arc of Tina. His featured Tina getting murdered in the beginning because he hated her so much that he wanted her to be written back into the series so that she could get killed off. But Tina was supposed to be in it. Yes. That was the whole point. Right. But he specifically wrote a screenplay where she would get killed off very early. Also, Larpark Lincoln, who plays Tina, is the oldest final girl out of the bunch. Which is kind of shocking because she looks really young. Well, And then Jensen Daggett, who plays Rennie in the next one, Mm -hmm. it was only 19 years old while filming. So you've got... It's really fascinating to be like, you were how old? <laughs> Meanwhile, Ted White, who plays Jason in um, the final chapter, was the mm-hmm. oldest Jason at 58. Mm-hmm. And he's also the one that hated Corey Feldman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. it's so fun watching him in the interviews. And he's like, that kid was a little shit. <laughs> It's really funny. Um, I do, I have a lot of respect for him because the director of that movie um, was not super great about safety protocols for the actors during the stunt scenes. Because they did their own stunts. Yep. And they would do them in freezing cold weather. And, you know, one girl had to be submerged in water while naked uh, in the freezing cold. Uh, very unsafe set and he would became like a big advocate for set safety and stunt safety yeah so lots of respect to him in general um but also respect for him just flat out hating a child <laughs> <laughs> uh 
the other the other fun fact that I have about this, we'll do special features later. We've got enough. Okay. We'll get, we'll intermingle them, but we've um, a few of the few of the four of the movies that I could find had a David Bowie song as the title, so the movie wouldn't be leaked. Mm. Or mm. Um, either song or album. Right. So three was called Crystal Japan. Five was called Repetition. Six, Aladdin Sane. And eight was Ashes to Ashes. Another one was called Happy Birthday Surprise or something like that. And um, I think it was seven. And an actress from... An actress from Six was reading the script, and she's like, is this a Friday the 13th movie? I was in one already. <laughs> yeah, she was, like, she was made the shortlist for, I think, Tina. Yeah. Like, How she was on the shortlist to been. be the final girl, and then she was finally like, uh, I don't think I can do this, but maybe I can. Maybe nobody remembered. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think that was, like, really one of the more interesting parts about the documentary was learning about how everyone learned they were actually doing a Friday the 13th movie and like how like stoked they were because it was a big franchise. It was, Um, but like you've got how many kills at that point and all of a sudden you have this random person coming back and you're like, I think I would, I don't know if I would have been like, oh, 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 like that. Right. I mean, if she had different hair, she would have been like nondescript enough that I would have been like, oh, she kind of looks like a girl from one of the other movies, but you know, who gives a shit? I mean, they changed Jason all the time. Right. Until Kane Hodder showed up, but. <laughs> right. I, they had three different actors play Tommy Jarvis. You could have one actress play two different characters. And in one movie, you had two different actors play Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> uh. I love part five so much. <laughs> I love this franchise. I love uh, it. I'm so, I, uh, it's just like a nice warm blanket on a fall day. You're <laughs> like, uh, uh, blood and guts and tits. That's all I need right now. Um, it is one that I did not like it apart from a few individual movies all that much. Um, but I've just watched them so many times that now I'm like, yeah. You're familiar, and that's fun. Even the remake? Remake's okay. Okay. It is admittedly still my least favorite of all of them. Give me this remake. This is okay. a, This was a decent remake. I think it misses a lot of the charm of the original franchise, but it's not the same as some other horror remakes that I think are just, like, disrespectful outright. Oh, we'll get to one of those later but like i feel like the remake itself was very well done and didn't really focus a lot on cgi as a lot of horror movies these days do yeah i think it just failed to like give us any genuinely likable characters to root for or to like feel sad for when they die um like i think it was just kind of like Kay benebaker I felt a little, I felt a little something when she died. It just, it, it, it got to the point where it felt like they were trying too hard to be clever with like misdirections and stuff like that about who the actual final girl would end up being that it was like, I don't even care anymore. 
Like, you're just, like, teaching me that I should not get invested in any character. Okay. Well, Shady, it's unfortunate. Our time today has run out. However, I do want to pick this up next week where we talk about characters even more. So, okay. everyone, keep that pin in mind that we'll be back next week. We're going to talk about more about the, these <laughs> movies we're gonna talk these movies to death because god damn it there's fucking 11 of them i like so. that we're talking them to death, death. hey yo we're gonna talk hey them to life then finger Ooh. guns <laughs> um but if you want to you know weigh in on your thoughts unfortunately if we're recording this wait in advance <laughs> But we would like to read them. So you can tweet me at MoviesJohn on Twitter. You can tweet me at CookieOShady. And you can tweet us. Us? At MoviesDejaVu. Nope. (laughs) One more time. You said movies. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) At (laughs) MoviesDejaVu. There's no S in there. There's no S and there's no pod. <laughs> you can email us at moviedejavupod at gmail.com. I'll still spell it because it's okay. fun. M-O-V-I-E-D-E-J-A-V-U-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at moviedejavupod. And like Shady said, we're, there's no pod for Twitter because why? The MPAA made us cut it out. <laughs> So shady, I say, I say, <laughs> let's leave now and go look for Gordon. Okay. Okay, Gordon. Gordon. Gordon.